The following podcast contains spoilers for a terrible movie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Terrible Movie Connoisseurs, where each episode we uh, have a watch of what would generally be considered a terrible movie, and then we come back and we tell you all about it. In excruciating detail, so that you don't have to watch it. You are welcome. Uh, So Dan, (laughs) tell me, uh, what film did we watch today? Uh, We watched White Saviour. Sorry, no, Outcast. (laughs) (laughs) We watched Outcast. Uh, uh, that other name was just me projecting. Um, <laughs> yes, it had Nicolas Cage on the cover and uh, Hayden Christensen, and we thought, oh, this can't be any good. <laughs> uh, we were correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. Um, I don't know, the, the first, what, five minutes? I was worried. I thought it was going to be quite a good film. There's a really nice action sequence in the lead in yeah. uh, that I thought might actually be promising. It, it did. It did go for for a bit of a. Uh, it, it tried to trick us by appearing to be a good film. Yes, I've written down here. Uh, sword choreography good, uh, and good opening. Uh, apparently, good was the highest praise I was willing to give. <laughs> uh, but you know, let's, I, let's I, not go too far. I was actually very impressed with the sword choreography. It's um, so it's set in the Crusades, so twelfth century Middle East is where this this starting scene takes place, and we're following Hayden Christensen and. Nick Cage as crusaders uh, leading the charge against some some filthy horrible defending Saracens who we're meant to hate because the crusades <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's a lot of God wills it and a lot of Allah save us um, and in the middle of that is a very cool sword fight where they fix sort of the they fix the camera position from four corners and you just watch Hayden Christensen slay about what eight to ten chumps basically yeah and it looks really cool it works um. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of the whole of the opening summed up. There's not really a whole lot to it. Um, well, there's that little bit with the prince and his advisor and the children hiding in the thick. That's, that's oh yeah, there's uh, yes. So we, uh, as well as being introduced to our protagonists, uh, we also <laughs> we see briefly the Saracen leader um, sort of saying goodbye to his family and gets a bit of yes. uh, humanize, humanizing there. All of the, the sort of wives and children of all of the defenders are sort of hidden in some sort of secret locked up room somewhere and he goes in, his children hug him and it's all very sweet and then he gets murdered. He does, he gets murdered by our boy Hayden. Mm. Uh, so yeah, also during this opening scene um, we we see uh, Hayden and Nicolas Cage uh, having some ideological disputes about uh, the uh, the righteousness of the war that they're fighting. Yes, gritty gritty Nick Cage wants to be a pacifist um, and he talks like this <laughs> for the whole film, which sort of undermined his point a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no uh, Nick, Cage, uh, Nick Cage doesn't believe the words of the priest and you know, the blood is on our blades not God's, and Hayden Christensen is like but God told us to bro, and then goes off and slays some Muslims Sure does. The Crusades were a fun time. <laughs> um, I say that with the utmost sarcasm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about our main. Well, our our main character, played by Hayden Christensen, 
uh, goes by the name of Jacob, I think. Yeah, it was mentioned like twice, but I think it is Jacob, yes. Yeah. He's, um, it's an interesting performance. The, the accent is, is so... <laughs> easily the worst part. <clears throat> so it actually tells us in a little, you know, uh, subscript that this is the 12th century Middle East. Mm. Uh, and most notably, the accent Hayden Christian is doing is American. Uh, which is predated by the 12th century crusades by some number of years yes <laughs> um yeah the film's a bit i don't know the the accent certainly of hayden christensen varies from american to english to scottish to irish in places yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to keep track <laughs> it's, it, it is is fun trying to work out which part of the country he came from mm. in each scene uh, and, uh, and then we have uh, Cage playing a character called Gawain. 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 Something like Gawain. that. It definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely starts with G and ends in Ain. It's the sort of middle bit we're not sure on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think his name is only ever said uh, only ever said by uh, Hayden Christensen and. Given that his accent is is a bit all over the place, who knows where? Yes, we don't really. It's know. tough to know where what Cage's name actually is. Yeah, the only other piece of note that happens in this intro scene is the the Saracen Prince goes to his closest advisor and says, "Friend, I have one more task of you," and yes. then that's sort of left hanging and becomes a I want to say important plot point later, but I use important. Uh, in the context of this film uh, important um, implies that any plot point in this film is important uh, yeah I mean it's a throw it, it throws on to later in the film and causes a bit of character drama but overall like most of the film <laughs> was a bit dry <laughs> yeah so after our our exciting crusading intro uh, we then go to the far east three years hence which confused the balls off me because <laughs> the blurb on the back says when an imperial prince finds his life in danger he must search for outsiders to help him reclaim his throne and I heard imperial prince and thought oh that'll be the holy roman empire the one that launched the crusades and was mainly european based at the time because that makes sense yeah. no it meant imperial well, we actually thought japan to start with but I think I think we concluded it was china I in think, the end I think Based on the geography we were seeing, it and was a lot of the China. names as well. Yes, um, it was probably China. But yeah, so instead of instead of using the empire that was literally next door from the years of 800 AD to 1800 AD, they <laughs> jumped to the fucking Far East, uh, and we're in Imperial China now. Three years later, uh, wherein some family matters are about to go a bit south. Yeah. So the the emperor is an old man. No, and... he's the king. So, sorry. The king. He's the king of Imperial China. He's the king of Imperial China. Imperial China. <laughs> so, so the good old king is dying from plot disease. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. He just says he's dying, talks a bit quietly, coughs twice. Yes. And he says, I'm dying. It's very odd. He's dying. Uh, and he's, he's speaking currently to his young son and his daughter... Uh, and he's he's telling the young prince uh, that he wants him to lead instead of his older brother, the the older prince. The older prince is notably uh, they describe him as a gifted warrior in general, uh, yes. and it seems that he's been off sort of solving all of China's border problems, crushing rebellions, sort of doing good work. 
And yeah. the, and the, the king is just like, nah, mate, I want my youngest son. <laughs> because he hasn't done any of that. He yeah. is a, he says, it is a time for peace. And therefore, I want my 14-year-old to be king. <laughs> yeah. So, so the king sends the young prince and the sister uh, away with uh, the seal. The imperial seal. Mm. Yes, rather than just declaring him king outright, he makes right. him run off to find leading generals because the prince with the seal will be yes. know, listened to by the generals, I presume. Basically. Um, and therefore, the, gen- the generals have to preside over the coronation, I think, was the vibe I got from one of the other conversations that happened it's super um, clear d- <laughs> yeah. so anyway kind of dicks over his oldest son um and as the oldest son points out when he suddenly arrives in the throne room yes. uh, fresh off his campaigns ran when he heard of his father's ill health uh, <laughs> in a move that some would describe as totally suspicious mm. uh, yeah he just sort of turns up and then makes some very cogent points about how his father has just sort of completely given him the shit end of the deal there because yeah. he's literally been doing what his dad asked because uh, his dad couldn't and uh, doesn't get to be emperor uh, which is you know quite a valid point an interesting direction for a villain to take and I was quite pleased and then he slipped into full blown megalomania by threatening guards and nailing families to walls yes and then slipped back into very cogent points again <laughs> and then back to megalomania where he sort of very consistently stays for the rest of the film I think yes it, it sort of flirted with the idea of having a more interesting villain and then didn't bother yes and I flirted with it was what two minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a shame it looked like it was going to be alright um, but true to Hollywood form even though I'm not sure if this is actually a Hollywood film but who knows mm. uh, the villain despite being Chinese or Japanese uh, was English he had a very English accent yes um, so you know still can't get away from English villains <laughs> <laughs> which is so evil yes truly very evil <laughs> that was more camp than evil really, wasn't it? <laughs> a little bit mm. that's, that's alright we'll, we'll, we'll run with it um, so, so the old brother who's oh, what was his name Shin Shin yes as in the bone in your leg alrighty uh, Shin rocks up uh, he asks Daddio where the seal is uh, and he, the the king uh, doesn't tell him uh, and in response to this Shin uh, kills the king well first he orders everyone out of the room oh uh, yes the, inclu- there's one guard that's disagreed with him up till this point that's he's, the guy he madly threatened and he seems gonna... to be the leader of the guards yes the royal guards or something anyway he sends them all out of the room and the guard listens because he's just been told his family's going to be pinned to a wall with arrows if he doesn't yes uh, and then when the king doesn't give up uh, the youngest son and the seal, uh, the youngest son I think it was called Zhao. Yes. Uh, yeah, Shin gets mad, stabs him, calls all the guards back in, and says, "Look what my younger brother did while you were all out <laughs> of the room," and everyone just goes along with it. Yeah, I mean, the commanding <laughs> officer just told them what happened. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it then cuts to sort of Shin and the sister, whose name I actually just didn't get at any point. Yeah. It's- no idea none okay let's, let's well call her the princess very very forward thinking feminist film here didn't even bother to name the female lead <laughs> um, I, th- I think people called her by name but I didn't catch it it wasn't said often enough yeah she was unfortunately largely window dressing I think <laughs> like, she was the love interest and that was her role but, um, yes. so her and the and Zhao with the imperial seal and an unnamed monk 
uh, who we thought, or I thought was going to be important because they'd been in every scene up till this with Zhao, mm. uh, are all fleeing and they grab a horse and that's when the palace guard, who are called the Black Guard apparently, yes. or Shin's Guard, or whoever they are now. They're, usually, uh, uh, they're most often referred to as the Black Guard. Yes, which is very evil. Very evil. Yes, all the villains are dressed very evilly in this, <laughs> and the king was dressed in pure radiant white as well. Well, of course, that's 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 cinematography right there. It wasn't very subtle. This film lacks subtlety. I feel, I feel like a lot of the because later on you'll find us mentioning a lot. Of the, the pacing is weird, and a lot of the scenes drag. Yeah. And I think that's because they were going for sort of impactful cinematography and subtle meanings that we that didn't work. No, <laughs> they just weren't there. No, but um, this scene, however, is refreshingly not subtle, uh, because as all three run to a horse to escape, uh, the Black God catches them, and the monk goes, I will defend you, and proceeds to be the classical Eastern badass monk by taking on a bunch of sword-wielding guards with his hands. Yeah, and, and he, do, he does pretty good, but ultimately uh, ten swords being waved around in the air overcome him. Yes, um, so, so the shot faces him, and then uh, like ten soldiers run in, from behind camera at him but none of them are pointing swords at him they're all holding it over their head and sort of waving it in a small circle while going in a formation (laughs) I like to call the sword hedgehog yes the sword hedgehog (laughs) and it looks very silly and then the monk dies um, presumably and we never see him again yeah we see him overcome by a tide of swords (laughs) it was very entertaining (laughs) it's just it was just such an odd scene yeah And then basically immediately after that It's daytime and the horse they were riding Has an arrow in it and it's dead Yes, uh, literally the shot opens Very starkly on the horse's head And then zooms out And we see the horse is dead but the prince and princess aren't Who are in fact hiding behind a tree Looking at a town Bar, yeah, opium den Recreational yes. centre <laughs> it, it seemed to be all of these things <laughs> Uh, the princess says that she will head on in and ask for someone to escort them. And begins the long-running theme of somebody telling, telling Zhao to stay where he is, and Zhao not staying where he is. Yeah. It happens a lot. That <laughs> I don't know if you shit. noticed. It's like, I counted five separate times <laughs> where someone tells him to stay put, and he does, and then the moment they're out of shot, he just appears like, Hello! Do what you told you, fuck! You're not the king yet! <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so the princess goes into this very dark, dingy, suspicious villain, uh, criminal full tavern in another radiant white dress much like her father Yeah, and, and everyone immediately recognises who she is yeah, as everyone, well. Yeah, everyone knows straight away that she's the princess. Uh, also in the room is, well he's not he's not revealed who he is yet but it's fairly obvious He's that wearing a wide brimmed hat that it's Hayden to cover all of his face but because he's the only white man in the room you yeah. can still tell who he is <laughs> Yes, so Hayden Christensen is in is coincidentally in this tavern in the Middle East three years later. Uh, no, the Far East now. Far East, sorry. Getting my Easts confused. Yes. <laughs> what a, it's a very Western classification. <laughs> this is some East, and this is more East. <laughs> exactly. That's how it should be. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yes, he's, he's a little inebri- inebriated... As we see, he's he's high on opium. They do a couple of shots from his perspective that have sort of every all the sounds a bit muffled and far away, and the, everything's a bit blurry and yeah. wobbly. And it's it's pretty cool the first time, <laughs> and then they keep using it. They like, do. Yes, we get the point. He mm. is on his office tits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so uh, the princess comes in. 
she's recognised and uh, basically a minute after she comes in the prince is thrown into the room because he's been found yes um, uh. <laughs> and they're, they they're about to be taken by the black guards well by taken we mean throats cut the captain of the black guard wearing yes. an eye patch so you know he's evil um, just straight up tries to murder them in the middle of a busy pub um, yeah. but unfortunately for him he tries to murder them with Hayden Christensen's sword that he'd try to use to pay his bar tab I think yeah that um, was that was really unclear but it, I I think he was asked to pay and he just give, gave the the barkeep his sword I mean it's worth money um, I presume but anyway, the barkeep's carrying it across the room when all the guards burst in, and the guard's like, Barkeep, give me a sword, I need to murder a child in your premises. Yeah. And the barkeep's like, sure thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> have a sword. Why don't you have your own? You are the captain of some guards. <laughs> and, th- and then Hayden t- throws his table aside. Yes, <laughs> literally flips the table. And, and says, that's my sword. And Very drunkenly does he say it. The guard says, come and take it then. Uh, Hayden goes and grabs a sword he, by the blade. That yeah. that looked unwise. He uh, gets sort of pushed down on his ass. He gets beaten up a bit. Beaten yeah. up a little. Someone starts to pee on him. Oh yes, the guard captain utters, "Clean him up!" <laughs> and amazingly, one of the guards just wheezes on demand right on to Hayden <laughs> Christensen. Um, well, they they sort of they they make sure they have a, a rotor going, make sure everyone <laughs> has a bladder full at any one time. To pee on insolent foreigners, just just as need be. Exactly. <laughs> It's an important guard duty. Um, anyway, being peed on sort of... Well, Sobers him up a little off, bit. <laughs> and uh, he starts beating up the guards. Rather impressively, does he? Still without his sword. Um, he sort of steals their... A lot of the guards in this are armed with, like, pikes. Mm. Um, which is an odd choice for guards. You know, pikes being an anti-cavalry weapon and whatnot. But, you know, so a lot of them get snapped in half and then Hayden Christensen's wielding the, only the heads and a bit of splintered wood and bashing people and it's all all very interesting and cool. This fight seems a bit worse than the first one because the camera angles just keep cut and jump cut and jump cut and jump cut which is a pet hate of mine. Um, I think it's a pet hate of anyone who enjoys movies. Then why do, they, why do films keep doing it? It's such a popular thing. Because it's because uh, it was made popular by the Bourne films. Oh, and because it's a lot easier to shoot than a, than a real fight scene because um, you can just hide all the bad choreography with quick cuts that's a good point yeah I noticed this at the start of Wonder Woman actually I know which is a different film and quite a good one I should add a very <laughs> good one I liked it a lot but they did a lot of jump cuts in the first first bit mm. where I presume a lh more of the actresses were using stunt doubles and mm. then later on when Gal Gadot's doing her own shit it's very solid shots uh, which was cool I All wish right. this film had done that <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go our review worse than Wonder Woman <laughs> oh that wasn't hard Scathing. right next film <laughs> also worse than Wonder Woman hey <laughs> but yeah no, there's lots of jump cuts and then at the end it's just the guard captain and the princess and Zhao and Hayden Christensen and a lot of bar patrons who for some reason haven't done anything they've not moved they've just stayed in their seats drinking yeah just watching yes and uh, Zhao has a sword to his throat uh, which is as Hayden Christensen reminds us my sword <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah so the the guard the the, the leader of the guard uh, who has the prince by the throat with the sword uh, he's he tells Hayden to stop or I'll kill him 
and Hayden says, yeah, all right, I just want my sword back. And then as the guard sort of takes the sword away, Hayden uh, throws a spear through him. Well, strictly speaking, what happens is the guard, in a, in a moment of like rare clarity for movie villains, like you normally see that outside of, well, anywhere, probably <laughs> apart from real life, but he sort of goes, if you leave, if I give you your sword, will you just leave me to kill the prince? And Hayden Christensen goes, sure. Uh, what the guard then fails to do is kill the prince before giving the sword back. Um, so he gives yeah. the sword back, and in the process of lowering his sword, he um, has a spear thrown through his head. Yeah. Very good aim by Hayden Christensen, I have to say. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an accomplished warfighter. Yes. He is a, a warrior, that's the word we're looking for here. Yeah. A slayer of men. That too. And then... Um, and then yes the princess is like wonderful so you'll come with us right we've <laughs> recruited you and Hayden Christensen's like nah and leaves yeah, he leaves on his horse yes and then the next scene he's back with well, them well yeah he, he has a very <laughs> short scene where he goes to river and has some flashbacks of the crusades lots of dead people women and children mainly and he's like no I killed all those people and then he's back and he goes, yes. find, goes and finds the prince and princess Presumably because he feels some sort of need to atone, or some other bollocks. <laughs> Something like that. We weren't paying attention during the quote-unquote emotional scenes. I mean, they weren't very emotional. They didn't do a particularly <laughs> good job. Speaking of not doing a good job, the, the guy doing the acting for Zhao is ass. He's absolutely terrible. Everything yeah. he said is in the same voice of petulant child number four. <laughs> and um, it's very annoying. I just, every time he started talking, I wanted him to shut up. Um, having said that... At some undisclosed point in the film, he gets a lot better, and I don't know why or how. Maybe it was his first film, and he just got better as they went through? I Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. So so they start riding off. Uh, the princess asks uh, Hayden why he came back, and he says, you promised gold, at which point he gets paid some gold. Up front. Yeah. Rookie mistake. But but it's it's good that he has that gold because he needs it later. Well, needs needs in a scene that, like many in this film, could have just been cut, yeah, and no one would have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, one's an hour and forty minutes long, and a lot of it is just filler. It oh, is. The whole film's kind of filler, really. We're almost through a page of notes already. Mm. <laughs> we did we did finish watching this one and say oh, this, this episode probably isn't going to be nearly as long as the film was. Uh, having said that, we're passing 22 minutes now. That's right. If we keep going at this pace, we'll be done in an hour. Gasp! Let's keep going. Oh, exciting. Ooh. It's a much faster pace than the film. <laughs> uh, so they they come across... They see some smoke. They come across a burning village, and the, the young children want to help, and Hayden's like, no, we have our own business to deal mm -hmm. with. Uh, but they see a young girl running away from from this one guard that seems to be left in the village. Yeah, so all of the other guards, we've just seen them cross the river that the village is on and go yeah. away, leading, like, captives and stuff. They don't care about them. They care about this one girl who is running away from a guard on horseback. Yeah, the prince uh, picks up a bow that he suddenly has. Yes, he didn't have it in the scene before. We've seen no bow up to <laughs> this point. In fact, the only weapon we've seen is the princess's hairpin, which doubles as some sort of stealth dagger. Yep. And Hayden Christensen's sword, and suddenly he has a bow, literally out of nowhere. He just pulls it out of his ass. Yeah. So he tries to shoot this bow, and he misses completely. Uh, and then Hayden takes the shot instead and fires this 
magnificent shot over the whole village and takes mm. out the guard. Yes. Uh, who claps his head first over his horse, which causes somehow horse causes his horse to collapse head first over some water, and then they're washed away. Yeah, they, they, they run down and they grab the girl out of the river this and take her away, and now the, this random girl has joined the party. Yes, she's just there. She's literally just there. She does nothing for the rest she, of the film. Yeah, it's, it's, she's named it's completely pointless. Zhao Li, I think. She's named something alarmingly similar to the prince, and I think that's probably <laughs> deliberate, because they spend a lot... The, the next cut is to all of them on horses. They've all acquired horses somehow. Um, yeah, where the fuck did that fall? Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't, even, <laughs> didn't even... You didn't flag the horses, did didn't you? recognise that. I mean, I assume they got them from the burning village, but I would also would have assumed that the guards would have taken all the horses, so who knows. Um, but yeah, so the, the next scene cuts them in a forest, all on horses. The princess and Hayden Christensen at the front, and the prince and the peasant girl at the back. And the peasant girl is bemoaning the fact that everyone she's ever known and loved was dead. And the prince goes, I know how you feel. My dad's dead too. Mm. And she goes, yeah, but did your dad die for, what was it, like some scraps of mud and a fish? Mm. Uh, and the prince goes, what does it matter? And they have some banter. And I thought, <clears throat> and sorry, I thought that maybe the prince and the peasant girl were going to fall in love and that would be part of the plot. But no, after that, she says no words <laughs> for the rest of the film. Yeah. I think she has one line later at dinner when the prince is staring at her and she's like, what are you looking at? And yes, that's it. that's it. That's her only, that's her, that's her last her line. only role. So once again, an entire scene that could have been cut because apart from the girl who doesn't do anything, the only thing it really introduces is how good uh, Jacob is at archery. And that's it. Yeah. Which could have been introduced in any number of ways in any other <laughs> scene. Yeah. Uh, we get, we get immediately after that another pointless scene where we see uh, Shin, the old, the older prince, uh, meeting one of the generals, and basic, and we basically just re-establish that the seal is the only way that he will be recognised by the generals as the leader. Yeah, basically, he says to the general, uh, "I would like to be king," and the and the general goes, "Wonderful, have you got the seal?" And he goes, "No, my brother hasn't." He goes, "Well, there's nothing we can do." <laughs> and, the, and Shin puts a knife to his throat and says, "What about now?" And the general goes, "There's nothing we can do." And Shin goes, "I'm sorry, I got angry. I've been so angry since my brother murdered my father." <laughs> cough, 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 and then the scene moves on. It's it, it's less pointless than the others, I think, because at least it's exposition. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know it's it's, it's very... mostly just establishing things we already know. Um, yeah, making them just a bit clearer, which is you know kind of handy, yeah. I suppose. So that night, back with our with our main party, mm -hmm. uh, everyone's going down to bed, and then uh, the princess steals Hayden's opium and throws it in the fire, which yes. I thought was bang out of order. Yes, I also thought it was largely pointless because he's just going to use that gold to buy more opium. I mean that's true. <laughs> it's a it's a pointless gesture. It is a pointless gesture, but it's a gesture nonetheless, and it ends Hayden Christensen's uh, brief affair with opiates, oh. and uh, he comes down with absolutely no side effects, which is quite nice for I, him, I suppose. It's I, I don't know. It seemed I, it was unclear throughout whether at any one time he was still tripping or suffering from withdrawal symptoms they both seemed to be to have exactly the same effects over him true uh, if he was taking that many openings it would certainly explain why he's able to get stabbed later on and not really care I hadn't thought yeah. about that I don't know whether that's intentional he seemed pretty sober at that point true 
Uh, so I just had a quick look at my notes, and I had some more notes about the previous scene. Namely, that even the peasants in the scenario speak English. Yes. Um, despite being in the Far East, everyone speaks English. Um, and uh, just before uh, Zhao pulls a bar out of his ass, uh, Hayden Christensen walks away from the kids, saying, we have to save them, and then does the angstiest sigh you've ever seen <laughs> and looks down and away from camera like he's some sort of lead in a Twilight film. <laughs> and oh god, it's so out of place. And that's like that's meant to be the moment he decides to help other people as well, but it's mm. so corny. It's just, just really entertaining. Yeah, there there's some there are some fantastic moments where his acting is not quite right <laughs> less with than the tone stellar. he's going for. Less than stellar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh right, where are we in the film now? Oh yeah, we have another uh, very short scene with uh, Shin and mm-hmm. he's talking to his dad's corpse ah uh, yes uh, and again makes a cogent point and then goes back to megalomania yeah. I mean I think it's the same point really it is it's just, just more reinforcing yeah. just making sure that we don't forget that he exists he doesn't do a lot for the primary antagonist I mean he's, he drives the plot by murdering his dad and trying to become the king but really yeah. other than that he doesn't feature all that much he's only in one scene with the rest of the characters. Oh. He's no silver lion. That's He's for no sure. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to our favourite villain. Uh, so the next morning, uh, Zhao wakes up uh, Jacob and he asks him to teach him how to fire a bow and just to teach him general war stuff. And he's like, he's being really fucking annoying. He's <laughs> going, teach me, teach me. It's especially weird because his father, his father's, I suppose, dying words were, "I want you to be king because you're not a warrior." And the first chance he gets, he's like, "I want to shoot bow like you." Yeah, um, it's a bit odd. But regardless, mm-hmm. we get we get a bit of a montage as as uh, Jacob starts to teach Zhao. I thought this was quite well done, actually. Yeah, it's it's cut alongside flashbacks of him being taught uh, as a young boy by Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. and they sort of overlay the two. Because because uh, Jacob teaches Zhao in exactly the same way that he was taught by uh, Gapain. Yeah. Gahane. Galane. Gawain. Gaswain. Gaflame. Yes, that seems pretty, pretty well done, I think. Um, yeah, that's right. The, the transitions are good. Um, and there's a bit where, in the, in the past flashback, Gawain stands right next to the target where. Jacob's been shooting all his arrows so far to mm. make him, you know, really think about what he's doing. Uh, and Jacob does it in the present for Zhao and has to dodge out the way of the arrow <laughs> instead. I think we were both kind of hoping he'd get, like, pinged in the arm I, or something. I really <laughs> want him to, wanted him to get pegged by that arrow. <laughs> but alas. No, he dodges. So, there's... And that's, yeah. that's his entire education in archery that we see. And later on, when he picks up a bow, he's some sort of absolute boss. Yeah, uh, well, of course. In true movie protagonist style, he, ha- he had a montage, <laughs> a musicless montage, though. No, no, I, the tiger, no anything. No, I mean this. This is a this is a historical <coughs> film. <laughs> thus, have, thus having a having a modern song wouldn't fit. It has to be orchestral, dramatic. Guff. <laughs> Guff. Uh, anyway, we, we move on to the next scene where now it's night. 
and they're still being pursued by the black guard there is no consistent day night cycle in this film is there I've just realised no it's mm. just, just time passing this this scene is also pointless the only thing that happens is suddenly the princess is incapable of getting on a horse so now uh, our boy Jacob has to help her up mm. and be like and, and, and start to establish that they're kind of interested in each other they're giving each other the eyes yeah it's basically all that happens in this film it's such a deep love story <laughs> yes I don't know why you would ever think otherwise <laughs> uh, and then suddenly in the next scene they're not in China anymore they are now in a desert yeah so there's a bit where they're in, they're in some sort of rocky canyons and that was the first part where we thought hang on maybe they aren't in Japan after all mm. uh, and then this point they turn up in a desert and don't get me wrong there are deserts in that part of the world like Mongolia is mostly desert and I don't know the layout of 12th century China well enough to dispute uh, and every map I googled disagreed with every other map I googled so there might be deserts in China or they might just have not been in China in any case they've um, travelled an awful long way in, yes. in the course of one day yeah uh, and they join a caravan of camels with a lot of um, uh, people who are very much not Chinese uh, yes they're all um I don't know. It's sort of varied. The only well, character who speaks is Indian, I think. But she has a... Very, yes, yeah. She's, she also has a very English accent, though. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> so she should have known she was <laughs> going to double-cross them the whole time. <laughs> she was devious. So, yeah, she, she's like the leader of a caravan. She's got a fancy cart. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, carriage, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a big caravan train. It's like 40, 50 people in it. And Hayden Christensen rolls up and says hello I'm travelling with my mistress and my servant boy and then the camera pans back to the princess the prince and the peasant <laughs> um, random peasant girl who's yeah, just tagging along so the, the, yeah Jacob's like I have passage for three and then the camera pans to four it's like even <laughs> even the film's forgotten this character that is introduced and he basically bribes his way into the caravan yeah, um, using the gold that he was given to escort um, yeah all of it yeah, he's the whole gold reward. I feel like he could have haggled. <laughs> yeah, it was quite excessive. Maybe he's already spent half on opium. True. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so they they come to a town uh, which is full of Chinese people and very Chinese architecture. So this just added further confusion to where yeah. in the world Will we were. Will was very confused. I just sort of rolled with it. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know much about history, but it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, so, as as they get into the town, the leader of the caravan offers them hospitality in a big old tavern. Now, before that, the guards search the caravan, looking for the prince and princess, uh, and, yeah. and are bribed approximately two coins of indeterminate value and size to yes. go away. And they do! <laughs> <laughs> Very anticlimactic. There's not even like a... Um, like a dramatic pause the mm. caravan lady leader that Hayden Christensen's already paid just goes I think you'll find nothing of interest in my caravan gives him two coins uh, and then the guard goes let him through <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was I was uh, like I sort of got the impression thinking back on it that she was actually saying oh no I do have them here don't worry I'll deal with it but in that case, that that would be pointless to the guard. Why wouldn't the guard just yeah? The guard would just do his job then. Yeah, so it was very unclear. And then he would get the credit. Yeah, I think she was just bribing, but it was amazing how easy that bribe went. <laughs> you know, no pushback, 
Like none of the other guards were like, "Where's my cut?" They just let them through. <laughs> oh. And then we have the the our crew of four or three and a half or <clears throat> however you want to define it are like, "We better keep moving." And the caravan leader is like, "No, I have booked private rooms. It will be private and more comfortable. You should stay with me." And all the characters are like, "Sure." <laughs> Yeah, and, and so they walk completely into the trap. Yeah, and they have they have spoilers. A, they have a lovely dinner, and as as the the children go off to bed, the caravan woman offers opium to to uh, Jacob and three prostitutes. Yeah, which makes the princess very sad. Yes, it's literally a throwaway two second like camera cut to her watching him and beginning to cry. Yeah. In a very overblown <laughs> kind of style that you only ever see in films. That's what you get for falling in love with a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, things are clearly not on the level, and Hayden gets, uh, sorry, Jacob gets poisoned. Yeah, there's there's poison in his drink. Who, you know, poisoned by hookers. Yeah. One of, one of our favourite scenes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't trust hookers; they'll always poison you. Yeah, apparently, sometimes in... there'll be spiders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and he... always in ancient China. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he wakes up with his hands tied the next morning, and a man is coming to kill him. Yes, there's a guard guarding him until he wakes up, and as soon as he wakes up, he tries to kill him. Which begs the question: Why the guard waited for him to wake up to kill him? Why the guard didn't just kill him straight away? Yes. But anyway, he waits for him to get up so he can be you know, small sporting, so that <laughs> they can have a proper fight. And a the lot guard of the gets... choices of the guards in this film could be described as make it more sporting. Yeah, <laughs> got to give him a chance. Uh, so the guard gets killed. Yes. And Jacob gets his sword and goes and finds finds the children and says, "We got to get out." Yeah, which is again a bit weird because the children aren't tied up; they're just in a room. They could have left at any time. It's not a guard yeah, on him. That's also weird. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, he's running through, slaying guards, literally breaking down walls because it's like paper, paper walls or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the caravan leader, this Indian woman, runs out and says, "Do you know how much they're worth? Your split alone is." Ah! She gets punched in the face. Yeah. And then just sort of crumples to the floor. <laughs> um. And yeah. Uh. So Hayden Christensen breaks down walls, punches guards, gets all the children out. Uh. Pushes them through some sort of hole in a wall. Yeah. I think because I think they're in some sort of main like guard compound within the city. Yeah. And he pushes them all out of the compound and then goes back in instead of following them through this hole. Um, he tells them to go and get to a boat. And he's going to go back and do fight. Yes, and he goes back and he do fight, and he do fight fairly well. It has to be said. Yeah, he he, he, he get, takes a few of them down, and then then he gets beaten for a while. And he gets held at held at sword point. And something they literally they push a sword into his like sternum, like between his rib cage. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't react at all. <laughs> and then they zoom in on the the cut they've made, and the cut is like three times the size of the tip of the sword. Um, <laughs> and I think it's presumably just because of the limits of the prosthetics or the CG they had to use. But it looked very silly to me. <laughs> yes, he's got a gnarly scar, uh, but he's not going to give them the information of where the where the uh, prince has gone, except one of the guards yells, "Ah, oh, they're on the river." And he's like, well, shit. Yes. At uh, which point he breaks free, and he does so by thrusting himself directly forwards. He kind of goes forwards onto the sword a bit, yeah. and then goes up. The sword is never removed. Yeah. But he thrusts quite considerably, pecks out forwards, to yeah. throw these guards that are holding him behind his back off. 
and just isn't injured. It's like it's like the bow appeared out of nowhere. The sword disappeared. Into <laughs> it was very odd. Well, the guard holding the sword was clearly like, "Whoa, he's doing something," and it's backed away because this guy's such a badass. Completely straight in the manner of which to cause no damage. Exactly. If he'd just gone down or up, he would have killed him right there. The guards aren't very good. No, they're not. Job. They didn't need him either. They were only keeping him alive because they need to know where the prince had gone. And the moment they find out where the prince has gone, they should have just pushed forward on the sword. <laughs> they should have. Yeah. I'd be such a good villain. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but if you were the villain, the movie would be like ten minutes long. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm very tr- I'm touched. You're welcome. And then, then we wouldn't have had to do this whole episode. Yeah, wouldn't that be a shame? Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a slight issue with this film because it's more sort of dull than stupid. Uh, yeah. And there's still things for us to mock, but largely we could have just like edited this film down and taken out all the scenes we think are, are like gratuitous and useless. Uh, and, and been left with a half hour film? Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so there's then a fight scene with uh, what I presume is like the captain of the guard, or like he's not a general, but he's higher up. I mean, than he's the kind rest of, of working the through the ranks with each confrontation. True. Um, uh, so they have a bit of a duel, and he's he's there's one point where he's he's being beaten and he's on the ground, and then he uses sand to yes. beat his opponent. And it's then wins. so coarse and unrefined. <laughs> and it gets everywhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, the guard has sort of pinned him to the floor, and he throws sand in the in the captain of the guard's eyes, and then there's a bit of falling and rolling, and then the guard gets uh, an entire sword through his throat. And it does that really annoying thing it does in films where he pushes down on the sword and it goes all the way into the hilt, uh, even though his head is on the floor. <laughs> um, so that sword's either really sharp or now it's very blunt. Well, clearly the floors are made of paper as well that as the That too. Or it's folded in some sort of pocket dimension. Well, clearly he a does... lot of characters in this film have pocket dimensions. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's where the weapons go and mm. come from. Okay, yeah, I'll buy it. It makes sense. Yeah, why not? Uh, anyway, we then cut to the river, and the children are in a boat, and they're not paddling very fast, because behind them there are many more boats full of blackguards. Many, many blackguards. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of a boat chase. A bit. It, it, they've all got oars. It's really... Well, they don't all have oars, actually. Um, <laughs> yes, so so we, we come back to uh, Jacob. He He's on the walls, and he leaps majestically from the walls and lands in a roof so that he doesn't die from the fall. Yes, and drops his sword point first into the ground first which is probably a good idea yeah. don't want to jump off a roof with a sword I imagine that would end badly <laughs> most of the time uh, and, and he's, he's a bit he's a bit winded from his fall yes and he runs he... off he gets to his own boat he Hang dives in what they go they march through the desert into this town and the establishing shot shows them clearly in the desert yes like the town is in the yeah, middle of the, the desert where the fuck did the desert go yeah where is this river this is... <laughs> because he jumps off the building into yeah. a path which is all sand still yeah. and then runs for a bit and then he's at a pier and that pier is on a huge river and on the other side of the river are majestic mountains, mountains and forests but then they get off on the same side of the river that the town is on mm. and it's still lush forests this where is this desert okay so understand. they teleport <laughs> to this river pocket dimension <laughs> That's, I've only just noticed this jet. Yeah, they show you the city and you can see all around it and it's just flat desert for miles. So where the yeah. hell did this river come from? Mm. Anyway, they're all on the river. Anyway. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Jacob dives into the river and gets on a boat 
Uh, and we see, as he gets into the boat, that the boat doesn't have an oar in it. It's not. I don't think that's an intentional shot. They just show us, because he's yeah. climbing into the boat from the water, they show us a top-down shot that shows him getting in, but also shows us the whole boat, and you can very clearly see there's no oar. Uh, yeah. So at the time, I noticed, I wonder where he'll get an oar from. And then the next scene, he sat up in the boat with an oar. She's <laughs> like, all right, that's another pocket dimension. Come out of his ass. Exactly. And anyway, he starts paddling, oblivious to all of his many injuries. He paddles quite quickly. Uh, and then it sort of cuts between him paddling padl- <laughs> and the children running from the black guard in the forest. Yeah, so they've, sort they've of... gotten off the boat and they're in, they're in the forest. Mm. They're being chased by the guards. Yeah, and it, it's sort of every time it pans back to the children from the boat, from, from Jacob in the boat to the children... Um, some of the blackguard are being killed by mysterious figures in the forest. Yes. And then so sort of every time you cut backwards and forwards there are less guards, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Um the guards are being slowly whittled down. Whittled down by forest ninjas. It, yeah, in very much like the sort of Robin Hood style, every time the, the every time the sheriff's men go into Sherwood Forest and they get interestingly murdered by <laughs> nets and bows and uh, lassoes. That's very much what's happening in this scene. Uh yeah, exactly. Uh but anyway, they uh, well as as the guards are all dispatched, the the kids then become surrounded by these myster- mysterious assailants. Merry men. And then we cut away from them. We cut back to Jacob, who arrives on the shore, and he's currently suffering from withdrawals or tripping balls. We don't know what he was doing in that boat <laughs> because about half the time he's flashbacking to corpses again. Yes, uh, and and he sort of collapses on the shore. Uh, and we fade to black. And well, you then... see some arrows first that have clearly been yes. shot into the floor. Um, I don't know what we're meant to make of that. Because then he immediately faints before yeah. coming to any conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> he faints, and then he wakes up, and he's he's in some place, and he's being healed. By some woman. By some woman. And, and in the background is some bloke. Some it's bl- not some bloke. It was Nicholas Cage. It was Nicholas Cage all along. So <laughs> turns out he is a legendary outlaw, <laughs> the White Ghost. Wait, that's why the film's called Outlaw. Wasn't it called Outcast? It's it said Outcast in the film. It's called Outcast on the film. You just said Outlaw right now. They call him Outcast. Yeah, no, they call him the White. That they call him a legendary outlaw, the... don't they? They call him he his 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 spirit name is the White Ghost. Yes. And spirit. <laughs> he's also he's also referred to as an outcast by the prince. Oh, I see. No, hang on, no. I thought the prince called him an outlaw as well. I because the prince was talking about making him a free man. Well, he definitely calls him either an outcast or an outlaw. I feel like it's probably outcast because that's the name of the film. I'm not. Well, we're not watching it. <laughs> so let's go with that. <laughs> we will. We will. That is our hypothesis. We're sticking to it. Anyway, yes. um, so so yeah, he he becomes fully cogent or as cogent as this character can be, and he sees Nicolas Cage there, uh, whatever his actual name was, good 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 name, good day, good day. So he sees good day, and good day is a little pissed to see him. He's very very not happy, and you can tell because the voice that was gruff and gritty to begin with is now loud and gruff and gritty. Yeah, so and it's... it appears he's gotten over his pacifist streak as well. Yeah, he's, he's now he's now more violent. He he now has one eye shut. He has a scar over it, and he also has a snake on his hand. For absolutely no 
It's just there. Well, well, he he clearly serves some purpose because he uses it as a dowsing snake. <laughs> as, 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 as he sort of waves it over. He waves over, over Jacob's, Jacob's injury. Yeah. yeah, the snake's just like, "Hello, I'm a snake." <laughs> and and at some point, he caresses his chin with the snake as it, as you would yeah. stroke your beard with your hand. Exactly. It, I think it's just to show how unhinged the character is, which is odd because in the first like ten minutes where you see him, he's quite he's sort of more the steady. He's the sane one. Mm. He wants to stop the fighting. And then suddenly he's become some sort of outlaw. And he actually... So he's, he's got beef with, with uh, Jacob because Jacob went a bit murdery in his eyes in the Crusades. But in the same scene, he says... The, the, the children, the princes, uh, the prince and the princess thank him for saving them. And he goes, I didn't save you. I just killed some blackguards. I'd do that anyway. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> This is some inconsistency. He's very drunk. The character. He's, he's very, also very high on drunk. Opiates. Oh, is he? I thought he was drunk instead. I think he's both because he offers um, he offers Jacob some opium. Oh, okay. I missed that. It's 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 in a few minutes. But yeah. yeah. So uh, after after thanking uh, um, Cage, uh, the prince asks him if he's the White Ghost. He says yes. Uh, He's, yeah, he says he's, he was thinking of turning them over, and the prince promises to make him a free man if if the yeah. prince becomes king. Yeah, so the prince accidentally calls him an outcast or an outlaw, and, and cool. Cage takes offence and starts yelling, and then says, "I should just sell you to your brother right now." And um, uh, Zhao, in a in a rather princely manner, says, "Or Shin might just kill you for being an outlaw." Yeah, and it's like I just told you not to call me that, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, such a little shit. But yeah, so so they're in some sort of cave den, and it's described as high in the mountains, and it's clearly Nick Cage's outlaw base of operations. There's a it's bunch a, of it's a cage cave. It's, it's a cage cave. Um, there's a cage in the back of the cage cave as well. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that later on. Um, it's a, yeah, and there's there's a bunch of like clearly tough and hard men in the back, like presumably his outlaws, and then there's his wife. As well, just hanging about. Who doesn't say a yeah. word? Because it turns out she's mute. Because uh, the black guard cut her tongue out and took Nick Cage's eye yeah. when all he wanted to do was live peacefully. So that's why he's a murderous psychopath. That's, that's why that's he has beef. Totally justified. Totally justified. Yes. And yeah, he wants he wants Jacob gone because he thinks Jacob killed all the women and children in their crusade at the first he ten minutes. The women and the children too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, another Star Wars reference. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Um, <laughs> I so wanted it to be true. <laughs> But um, but yeah, no. Uh, Jacob says, "Well, that wasn't me. The, the mothers killed their own children, and then killed themselves. And you blame me for it, you tool." Uh, <laughs> and Nick Cage goes, "Okay, I believe you." And then they bond over their use of drugs to drown out the pain of their <laughs> memories. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I I can't I don't know if you can tell, but at this point, the film has massively slowed down. Oh, uh, we get yeah. we get a lot of very pointless scenes for like ten or twenty minutes. Oh, I felt a lot longer though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at some point there's a pointless interest, a uh, pointless scene between uh, Jacob and the princess, and they have a little kiss. Oh yes, they they they, they confirm the romantic relationship so far by having a, a kiss, which obviously means she's about to die. <laughs> um, that's the only possible interpretation. Well, of course. Uh, so yes, after all this this pointless thing. Uh, so the black guards are seen approaching. No, 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 no! Before this, we cut to oh, Shin. It's an important thing. Well, it's not an important thing. <laughs> it's part of this film. It can't be important. Oh it shit! Yeah, we it have. It cuts we have to Shin, Shin fighting four men at once with dual swords because, as everyone knows, dual swords make you twice as good as everyone else. 
Exactly. And then the the guard captain uh, who is on the side of good and is just being threatened into doing what he is turns up and goes, uh, my lord, we have a message for you. And Shin reads it and then says, we ride or uh, get to the horses or something dramatic to that effect. And it cuts so- away again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. pointless, pointless scene. They could have just arrived, as Will summarised, but they don't. We have to see them leaving first. Yeah, we have to see. We have to see that Shin is a badass and fights with two swords. It's super important. It's, no, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. Anyway, so the black guards rock up, and they're spotted approaching by uh, one of Nick Cage's outlaws, who yep. promptly sprints to the cage cave. Um, and everyone starts preparing for a fight. And they spend way too long preparing relative to how long that man took to get back to the cage cave. <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume it being their terrain, he knew a shortcut. But it's still quite noticeable yeah. that the guy takes 30 seconds to alert them of the presence of the back guard, black guard. Uh, and then they spend approximately four minutes setting up bombs and traps yeah they, they are strategy. they are preparing explosives they have a fair amount of time yeah they make a lot of explosives too mm. enough for Nick Cage to specify that people are not allowed more than four to one bag <laughs> and then actually they bury them yeah because, a lot of them yeah because the black guards start marching up a path and they see the outlaws and they begin the charge and the outlaws set fire to some like hay yeah they make a smoke. smoke screen yeah and, and they then they start firing from the bushes yes and it's very very good very good strategy cool yeah. scene actually I quite liked it yeah the, um, the, the black guards are getting getting whittled down very quickly yeah and they, then their command their commander takes good command this is shields up protect from arrows return fire archers mm. and then when he realises they're all dying they retreat and then the outlaws chase um, but they retreat straight into some buried bombs that somehow they've walked over the first time without triggering uh, but did yeah. trigger on the way back. Exactly. This is a very complex timing mechanism. Probably just a man with a piece of string, really. Yeah, probably. Yes. And then something happens. Oh, no, Zhao turns up. Uh, this is like the, the fourth oh, yeah. instance of him being told not to come and help, but he turns up and starts shooting people, and now he is the archery god. <laughs> um, yeah, he, gets, he gets a couple of good shots off. He does off. get a couple of good shots off. He's a, he's a, he's a bro. And he's not. He's, no, a he's, not. Shit. he's a little shit. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they all they all run back to the cage cave. Okay. They, yeah, they do run back because I I couldn't remember how we got to this small bit of the black guard being slaughtered to the remainder of the black guard turning up well, with Shin at the yeah, So so they, they there's there's clearly too many of the guards. So they run back the, to the cage cave, and it's it's basically Cage, uh, Jacob, and Cage's wife are left everyone else like all the, the kids run back further into the cave and all and the outlaws have been shot yeah none of them are left proving for the second time round that our two main leads are immune to arrow fire because in the crusades picture they they walk they bust down a door mm. with all their men behind them and then a volley of crossbows are fired and everyone behind them dies but they're okay well they have plot armor <laughs> exactly uh, and it's demonstrated again here in which every single outlaw bar the wife and all the named characters die yeah. Uh, so they're they're in the the cage cave, ready for their last showdown. Uh, the wife is preparing a bunch of explosives, and she throws them all at the guards as they come in. Uh, and then, yeah, they start running away, but Cage gets shot in the leg by mm, an arrow, something like that. Uh, and he's like, "Go, get the hell out of here!" And then the wife runs back to him, and then the explosion. And then we see that Cage has survived, but his wife, she died. My wife, 
she's, she's so, so dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's now it's it's just Jacob and Gamain uh, <laughs> left alive. Um, and and Jermaine tells Jacob uh, to run to flee with the children. Uh, which Jacob does. He runs to the back of the cage, ca- cave. The, he runs to the back of the cage, <laughs> cave, where there is a cage, which is where all the children are being stored. Yeah, uh, and they have a chat. <laughs> I always store my children in cages. <laughs> it's a big dome cage. It's real yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, they, so they talk about how they need to run and flee, and then I think they all realise there's no other way out by the front gate. Yeah. Um, so they're all like, "Well, shit!" And then it comes back to Cage, who, despite being blown up and shot through the leg walks directly out of the cave mm. towards Shin and his entire army of guards yep. and just starts slaying people and he gets stabbed fatally so many he gets, times he gets, he gets a lot of stabs before he goes down so there's one point where he gets stabbed in the front and he goes down to one knee and he gets stabbed in the back and he yeah. goes down to two knees and then he gets stabbed a third time and he's like crying out to the sky and then he just stands up and kills them all. <laughs> and then it happens a second time, but with spears, and that's what kills him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he does. <laughs> he does eventually go down. Yeah. And and Nick Cage entered into the movie, and like twenty minutes later, he's gone. Yeah, it's total screen time, which we didn't didn't actually write down because this film has quite a narrow cast compared to most of the ones <laughs> we've watched. Um, Actually, yeah, that's interesting. The previous two films we've watched have had huge ensemble casts, and that's why it's been so slow. Yeah. This one's just slow. It's just slow because there's not a lot going on. Yeah, there's not much happening, and what is happening isn't interesting. But anyway, it's Nick Cage's <laughs> best estimate in this one-hour, 40 film. What, 30 minutes screen time? 10 minutes yeah. at the start and 20 minutes at the end? Something like that. Yeah, it's not great. And anyway, as he dies, he goes, I see you, and it cuts to a picture of his wife in the clouds. Uh, and yeah. given that they're questioning their faith through the whole film, I assume that was meant to be sort of deep and philosophical. And you can see her singing, but you can't hear yeah. her. And it's very moving. So I got so emotional. And then he dies. Like a tit. <laughs> Who tries to take on a whole army at once? If they'd had crossbows, he'd have been ruined. But again, they wanted to make it sporting. They wanted to make it sporting. <laughs> don't, don't shoot the man down before he gets a chance to actually fight Just us. Just slightly 20 of your friends, yeah. They're not my friends. No. Shin. Yes, exactly. And then, so so then, um, uh, Jacob and the and the children they come out of the ca- out of the cave, and 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 they the see this cave. large this large cohort of guards and the dead Gwen on the floor. Yep, uh, and he is he is now Gaslane. <laughs> 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 oh, very well done! How long have you been saving that I one? Literally just came to me. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Uh, oh dear! Right. Anyway, yeah. Shin Shin. Then there's 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 some words batted back and forth that I really don't care about. Yeah, I think Shin tries to reinforce the fact that he definitely didn't kill his father, and that Zhao did. And Zhao was like, "What? My dad's dead." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and <clears throat> anyway, so Shin ends up dueling with uh, Jacob. He pulls out his two swords and he's, yeah. he's like, "Come at me!" And Jacob is definitely losing. Yeah, he's he's lo- he's losing. Yeah, pretty hard, and then suddenly gets shot by two mm. arrows from the guards. No, he's losing really hard, and then he picks up a broken spearhead from the floor, and also starts fighting with two swords, uh, which is which is when he gets the upper hand, and then two guards shoot him when it looks like he's about to kill um, mm. Shin, which makes sense. 
Uh, except then, the captain of the guards, who is secretly a good guy, goes, hey, and the next person to raise their bow will be... Sh- um, not shot. Will be killed. Will be killed. Yeah. Very good delivery. I thought that guy needed a better role, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, then, <laughs> and then Shin gives him the death stare. Yeah, they, they sort of give each other the death stare. Yeah, and he, he starts moving mm-hmm. towards him. And then Princess grabs a dagger from Shin. And Shin sort of yeah, holds it to his, holds, the back of his neck. And then she tries to she tries to do him in. There's a few witty retorts first. I can't remember. It's no, neither can I. I just, there's two lines of witty retorts that I've already forgotten. And then the, the, <clears throat> the princess tries to cut his neck, misses somehow, despite having the blade right there. And then, I don't know, Shin, Shin impales kind, her. Yeah, he kind of like, reacts and kills her. Yeah, he looks very shocked while doing this. So yeah. I can imagine instinct takes over, but the sword is out the other side of her. Yeah, like she, she, <laughs> it's she gone is, through her. She is proper run through, mate. Yeah, so we were right earlier. You know, she professed her love for the main character, and now she is dead. Yeah, she's she's proper super dead. She's very dead. She's the sword so dead. went through her. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jacob seeing this, yes, he he then finishes off Shin. Yes, who's a bit distracted right yes. now, and she just <clears throat> stands there doing fucking nothing. Yep. And and then uh, Jacob sort of collapses next to her because he's done a lot of fighting and being exploded and stabbed and he's very out of it now yeah I thought he was going to die as well because mm. he suffered a bunch of injuries just yes, now exactly and then they're on the floor like their feet facing the opposite way their heads lined up so they're turning to look at each other their hands are clasped together uh, it's very nice it's, it's good, very, very yeah. sweet as these two lovers die in yes. each other's arms and they both die definitely die yep definitely dead and the, guard, the guards all then bow to Zhao who is is now indisputably the king slash emperor by dint of over the last three days winning the royal hunger games <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the only one left alive yeah. everyone else is dead they've established that the the queen is already dead at the start of the film mm. they throw away lines the older brother's dead the sister's dead now default, it's just shout default yeah default. <laughs> exactly and what, the thing that pissed me off most is that I thought them teaching him archery was going to be a lead into him saving the day later with like one magnificent bow shot but it doesn't it's just again teaching him archery had no point yeah he doesn't do anything no he doesn't I thought he was going to be the one to shoot Shin after mm. Jacob gets shot by the guards and it would balance it out but no it's just pointless again well, I mean this story that revolves around the prince is not about the prince no it's he's not he's not our protagonist he's not on the box art he doesn't <laughs> get he doesn't get credited on the blurb on the back he's just some bloke <laughs> yeah uh, so anyway after this we, we see we see um, Jacob who didn't die from his injuries he's oh no before that all the guards place fealty to I interrupted you sorry oh well um, yeah, they, yeah they, all they, the guards sorry, they, yes, they place fealty down. to Zhao yeah they bow down to Zhao which Zhao. means he's won yeah um, so then yeah then we see uh, Jacob he's at, not dead he's, yeah he's not dead and he's he's at some graves he's being all to all be sad fair, of all the people who shouldn't have died his injuries were the lightest yes and he has he has more flashbacks to other people that have died, all the people he's killed, and he's still very upset. Mm-hmm. And so so we see him at these graves, and then we see uh, arriving triumphant back to their home. No, home to, t- to whichever town all the generals are in. Yeah, we we see the prince, and we see the peasant girl, and we see the princess who, who is, is alive now, mysteriously alive, and with absolutely no stomach injury whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, this we, this really threw us. Like really, yeah. she, she the sword came through the other side of her. She was so dead. She was so dead. She was incredibly dead. 
and and now she's and not. Now she's just fine. It's not that she's not dead. She's actually fine. Yeah, and, and we see that the graves that um, Jacob was sad over were just the graves of Nicolas Cage and his wife. Yes. And then, each one with uh, their respective weapon instead of a headstone, which was oh. it's kind of cute. Oh. And then he we and then he just rides off. Well, no, he's at the back of the procession of guards and royalty arriving to the generals. Yeah, and then and, and then he just slinks away, just and the leaves. princess turns and sees him leave, and he doesn't look back. And then the yeah. camera pans from him to some mountains to the sky, lingers for a few seconds too long, and then the credits roll. And then we get credits. So that's 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 what the fuck? <laughs> There's no closure there. They didn't tie up any of the plot threads apart from the one involving Zhao. I'm yeah, pretty and sure he's not the main character. So exactly. I'm unimportant. pretty sure Jacob left his sword behind because <laughs> Gawain didn't have a crusader sword, but that was unquestionably what was in his headstone. Mm. So and now what? He's just going to go on. and get blind drunk and do opiates again, probably. Yeah. No character development. Yeah, no decent acting. Don't need any of that. Pacing was ass. One good fight scene. Inexplicable zombie princess. <laughs> not our five. Would not recommend. And there, there was maybe one good joke. And then, oh yes. And then that's, Which I've forgotten. It, it's it's. I remember laughing. It, it was um um Galame. Um he's he's yeah. when when he's still alive. Uh, his wife sort of comes over to him and gives him a look and then he he says something like oh does it ever stop as if she's <laughs> nagging him all the time even though she can't speak and i enjoyed that there was there was quite a, ni- a nice like the relationship building between Gwen and his wife was better yes. than any other pair of characters i feel because there's a couple of throwaway lines like that yeah including one where he says you're lucky my wife likes you Mm. And at that point, she said nothing to anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of nice. But yeah, no, just generally, this film is ass. Yeah, it's it's not, just it's not very good at all, is no, it? It's just it's just a bad film. It's we we should we should cast out Outcast from our life. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, I I can do that. Well done. I've just thrown it over my shoulder in a derogatory manner. That's as and that is all that it deserves. Probably more than it was not worth the effort to throw. <laughs> Having said that, it was quite light. Anyway, yeah, that's I, I, yeah, I think that's probably it. Right? Closing thoughts. Um, apart from sorry, we've been gone so long. We'll try and do better at that. Not really, no. Yeah. All right. Yes, we'll we'll be back um, sooner than six months from now. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we were busy. Cough. Um, Indeed. Shall we try and tackle a blockbuster next time instead of some sort of? We've we've had a couple of films that no one's heard of. Should we try for we can try, we can a try. universally panned film and see if we can make it entertaining? Yeah, all right. There's yeah, we can do that. Oh, we've got a couple of blockbusters in the list, I think, mm. like big name movies. Oh, yeah. We'll give it a go. Oh, yeah, tune in next time. Yes. Uh, so yes, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you liked it. That's a thing. Is uh, it? Is a thing. Oh, apparently. Wonderful. Um, yeah, do that, but only if you're going to say things that are good. Yeah, don't say anything nasty. We'll, <laughs> we'll get upset. And, yeah, stay tuned for more of this crap. Yeah. All right. Cheery, bye. 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 
The music used in this podcast is a track by Latche Swing, available from freemusicarchive.org, and is used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license.